It's 2020 and we need production hacks. We need productivity hacks. We need the space to be able to get things done. Rebecca Korn here, CEO of Rise Rain Rule, social media maven, and queen to my CEO king. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. This is where we talk about difficult topics of being an entrepreneurial couple, share relationship strategies, and dig deep into all things spicy. In today's topic, we are talking about the four hacks of production. Like I said earlier, it's one thing to be busy. It's another thing to actually be productive. Productivity is a finicky thing, even just to say. Try saying that 10 times fast. Productivity, 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 productivity. Especially in this world that is constantly demanding our immediacy. From DMs to Facebook posts to Instagram posts to, oh, crap, I forgot to call that person back. We are constantly being pulled in 12 at least directions. I've taken the time to compare notes with a few of my entrepreneur friends to find out what takes their game from reaction to production. And yes, I know us women have a knack for multitasking, but the stress load and maintenance to run small businesses and companies and startups and households and relationships and children can get a little much. So let's dive into some hacks today so you have the keys and the space to be productive. But first, let me clarify something. You might be asking yourself, what exactly is a productivity hack? It's normally geared towards strengthening work ethic and providing efficiency. But I'm going to guess that if you're tuning into this podcast, you probably have a pretty strong work ethic, at least most of the time. I'm going to add in maximizes efficiency, focuses work ethic, while in a positive state. Because most of the time, we think that by being more efficient, by being more focused, that all of this will bring us to a much more positive mindset. But it doesn't. Because we expect so much out of the space of production and results and outcome that it's unrealistic in many ways. It takes an approach to do that first. Let me give you an example. Oftentimes in my morning meditations, I think I'm getting my day off to a very positive start. Then the ex-baby drama starts and my boyfriend's kid is sick and didn't do his homework for the last five days. And next thing I know, my iMac decides to almost mirror the situation and implode on a hardware failure as if to mirror my own brain in a matter of minutes. Smoke coming out of my ears. I'm freaking out. It's a little difficult to get myself back into I'm sipping coffee in the sun rays type of vibe. And I want to basically decide to light my desk on fire, walk out of the house and go buy a new one, which is not the most efficient path of life. So it brings me to the fact that it is very, very easy to be positive when everything great is happening. When, or when there's nothing happening, when you're just sitting and you're being and you're in your meditative state and you have that space, let's face it, most of us do yoga so that we don't kill people. Not literally, but you know what I mean. When you are in this space of things are going crazy and you need to get things done, I want to take you to my first hack, don't waste time. Walking around, even in a circle, I know that sounds like you're wasting time, but you're not. 
taking some deep breaths helps my EQ, also known as emotional intelligence. And if you need a really good book recommendation on that, I would recommend Dr. Daniel Goleman, Emotional Intelligence. It is a very dry book, but it is very good. Emotional intelligence doesn't waste time, precious time, on spinning in the mud moments. Shifting yourself and recognizing that IT problems, life problems, and a variety of plot twists, as I call them, are bound to happen. Other people's issues and their drama will inadvertently try their very best to drop on you at the worst possible time. And if you let it, it's going to shock the shiitake mushrooms out of yourself. If you don't expect them when it happens, I just literally yell, plot twist. And then I tell my brain, okay, I expected that. I don't text five people to vent about it. I don't freak out on my partner to make him fix it. Because realistically, he can't fix it. It's a no-win situation. So take a deep breath. Make some motion. I don't care if it's dance party. I don't care if it's jumping jacks. I don't care if it's push-ups. But emotion is born from motion. And if you stay in the same desk chair with computer smoking and smoke coming out of your ears, you might combust. And we really would, that would really make a mess, to be honest with you. So change your state. One of my very good friends, he um, built in a bunch of lights behind his TV and he will put on this strobing dance party in the middle of the day, you know, from lunch break for five minutes till his next call. And he goes crazy. And what it does for him is it boosts his energy, it boosts his mentality. And all of a sudden he's popping on that next meeting like, hey guys, how's it going? No matter what happened from the meeting before. And it's that type of shift that makes greatness happen. It's that type of shift that you can go into another meeting and have this positive aura about you because you're not going to let all these other things bounce inside of you. By letting them bounce off of you, you're able to move on and still be efficient. It is a beautiful thing. So queen, move on. On to step two. Step two, fitness is a superfood. Make time for fitness. And superfood, superhero, at least it feels like it to me. And I'm not talking for aesthetic purposes, but for the aspects of reducing stress, changing your mood, and growing more neurons. Yes, it does that. It also creates urgency in your schedule to make it actually a schedule because for me at least, if I don't work out at 10.30 when I have it scheduled, it will never happen for the rest of the day and I know that in my mind so I make myself do it. So if somebody calls me up and says, hey Rebecca, can you step out and go for coffee? Like I really need you. I'm really sorry. I can't do it right now but later I have the ability. How about this afternoon? It creates urgency in your schedule to make your schedule. It's easy to bend and mold things for everyone else as entrepreneurs. We all do it. But when you when you don't do it and you're operating on a schedule, all of a sudden that trip down the street to get coffee is a lot longer than the one that you made up in your mind and you don't have time for it anymore. You're a CEO and iron isn't going to move itself. And sometimes when you do accomplish something in the gym or in yoga that you never expected yourself to do, your mindset shifts and you apply that lesson into business as is. It really is extraordinary and really shapes my brain and my day 
It also gets me out of any funks like the computer smoking and my brain smoking subsequent of it. Sometimes what I'll even do is I'll move up my workout time if I'm having a lot of IT issues. Apparently I have a lot of IT issues, but um, I will move it up in my day to make it really serve at its Number three, number three, stay on track. For me, texting while on the treadmill is a disastrous move. And I mean the extreme disastrous move. Yes, the slip, the face plant, the slide while screeching down the entire belt on the way down to the floor. But then to take it another step further, slamming into the weight rack and having every single machine knock itself down like library racks. But hey, so for me, when I'm working, I really try to avoid my phone. To me, it's like texting while on a treadmill, except it's far more dangerous. I recently even deleted the text message notification off of my phone as well, and the space creates better efficiency, a clearer mind for me, and guess what? All that drama from number one massively decreased because nobody can reach me. I recognize for most parents, you need to have your phone up and available, but I'm going to challenge you on something, or I'm going to challenge the people who are just highly ADD like me. Try for 15 minutes to not look at your phone. Set the alarm, set it face down, and see how much you can get done in that space. Also see how much more efficient you are at not getting sucked into Facebook or Instagram and the rest of the world. It is a massive productivity hack for me. Which brings me to my last tip on productivity hacks, which is chunk. So uh, this is a piece that really begins with taking occasional breaks. It's one of the most important tips and uh, possibly one of the most productive where that remember after 45 minutes, our ability to focus tends to taper off. And I say tends to because sometimes people start to really thrive and get into the mode and sometimes people just need a sip of water or just need to look away from the computer and stare at the window for a little bit to refocus and come back. For me personally, I shift into scheduling less. Making sure that my day is able to be really inhaled and exhaled around. What I mean by that is sprinkling versus chunking. Sprinkling for me is taking pieces of information, bullet pointing them out, and keeping them really short and brief, and then going and doing something else. I am one of those people that doesn't really like to sit for long periods of time. I get very antsy during movies. I feel like I really need to move. Maybe I'm hyper, maybe I'm ADD. I don't know. I'd rather not put a label on it. But for me, it works really well to start to by sprinkling because when I sprinkle and I outline something, it allows my brain to really start to stretch and develop the idea. And this is more of a subconscious thing than it is a very conscious thing, meaning I come into my office, I write down some things, I leave, I go clean, I do laundry, I shift, and then I come back, I write something else, and it's really detached and very... Um, consistently inconsistent. The reason I do it this way is it separates myself from the outcome of perfection and the outcome of content. Sometimes what happens is when I have to be creative, 
I put so much stress on myself to have it to be perfect that it gets me nowhere. And it's a really inefficient process by sitting down and expecting your brain just to perform when you want it to. So I created this process where I sprinkle first and then I hollow hollow out certain days where I, I schedule really with my partner and I say, hey babe, for Saturday I need at least three hours in the morning and I get up really early and I start my office and I sit down and I don't get up for a long period of time because I know that it is going to be the flow. And what I mean by flow is I sit down and all of a sudden four hours went by and I haven't moved and I got more done than I would in about a week of dedicated time. And I know I'm on the light path or the supersonic supercharger or the ultimate space of like black hole, uh, opposite black hole where just chunking of information is just flowing through me. You have to focus on what your strengths are. And sometimes if your strength is getting a lot done in a chunk of designated space, that will serve you. And sometimes if your strength is sprinkling and releasing the outcome and then doing other things to let your brain kind of mold around it, it might really, really help you. So I hope that this last piece helps and serves you guys. When I consulted with some of my entrepreneur friends, they were like, oh man, leave this part out because you sound like a maniac. Uh, But I feel like it might speak to somebody. So if it does, please shoot me a DM and let me know because it would totally make my day. And I could also show it to them and be like, see, I'm not the only crazy one. Um, but anyway, I really hope that this podcast is helping you guys. I know that the ladies that are listening to this are high achievers, high drive, high expectation. And I really hope that the topics are serving you well. And if they are, and you want more topics in certain areas, please don't hesitate to shoot me a DM over at Rise Rain Roll. I'm very, very responsive on there. And I really try to listen to people and hear what people are asking for because it is really my life path to bring you to the life that you desire the most. So rise and rain, my queens, and I will talk to you soon.